You've been listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 82, sponsored by YouBuyNow.com and the Netflix. Welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast. This is Doctor Strange in astral form. Each week, Ron, Hunter, and Josh alternate sequentially, and one of the fanboys picks his favorite comic book that came out that week. Their discussion of both the pick and all the other comics that came out that week comprise the very content of this podcast. Warning! There will be spoilers! If you have not read this week's offerings, stop this recording and return when... I'm sorry, Dread Dormammu requires my attention again! By the hoary host of Hoggoth, I do command thee! Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Who the hell is Hunter? (laughs) I like that he went through the trouble, but he doesn't know your name. (laughs) Like, he knows every beat that we hit in every intro ever, but he never picked up on the fact that you're Connor. (laughs) You guys are placing me seriously, come on. Hunter, be quiet, shh, he's still on the show. That's his name, that's the Doctor Strange as read by Hunter. That was his tryout, you know what, he made it. When that first came in, I was like, wait a minute. He likes Batman even more than you. Where did Hunter come from? (laughs) Uh, For those of you who don't know what that was, we've, um, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about how we were tired of doing the intro, and we invited you all to take a whack at it, and that's this week's intro. Um, Dr. Strange, we thank you for introducing us, and we appreciate it. You've um, raised an oppressively high bar. Yes, and um, if you want to submit your own intro, you can, you heard, you know the spiel, just send us an MP3 or call the voicemail line, and we'll we'll put you on the show if it's any good. Like, you know, Dr. Strange just set the bar pretty high. And, so. and you, you don't need to do all that. No, no we, we got a couple this week that were that were lower production value, of course, and, you know, but the Dr. Strange one was, that was pretty impressive, so... But anyway. don't think, I don't know how to do all that. I'm not going to do it. Hey, just, right. just bring your charming self. Exactly. We, we love it. So, um, all right. So uh, let's, get into, let's get into it. Josh, you had the pick. I did. Uh, it was a... It's weird not having to talk about all the stuff <laughs> that we normally do. I'm just like, so. All right. Um, it, was a, it was a pleasantly light week. Thank Christ. I was so happy. Seven books, and I was like, yep. oh, that's nice. And be- it's funny, but because there was only seven books... I was like, well, I don't have to start reading for a while, so I was still up till two a.m. I had smart, smart. I I had seven books too, but somehow I walked away with eight because I don't have a pull list. I I buy like I just go in every week, and they still had the new this week tag under Justice League of America, so I bought it again. You, you guys used <laughs> so, to make fun of me for not having a list, but you don't see me doing that crap. So if anybody wants Justice League of America number nine, I have it cheap on eBay. Okay. Um. Anyway, so I'm going to talk about the pick of the week. Uh, which for me was Captain America number 26. Um, I wrote in my, in my my review that we were dangerously close to it being the spirit. I had gotten almost all the way through this Captain America issue, and I was like, okay, I guess we'll go with this, because this was the last thing I read, because I was most looking forward to it. And uh, the last scene, uh, when Bucky shows up, it's just like, I, it's it's I, for some reason, Ed, Ed Brubaker, when he writes Bucky, I'm I'm just 100% there. It makes me so happy. He's locked in with with uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, this is the three months later aftermath of the day after Steve Rogers was shot. Is that about right? It's it's maybe uh, six days later, something like that. I forget. The... Did they ever give a timing? I never got a timing out of it. Yeah, they did at some point. I yeah. don't know. Well, basically, you know, it was after the funeral. The way that he seems to be telling this story is like he spends a little time with Sharon Carter, and then he spends a little time with Sam the Falcon. I don't know Sam's last name. Wilson. Sam Wilson. Uh, and and they go to the wake and the, for the for the sort of official wake where the Shield people and the registered superheroes are. Uh, by the way, did either of you guys see Joe Casada? Yes. 
Yes. Found him. There he is. Uh, I'm assuming that a lot of these other faces are real people, too, but I don't know. Um, and then uh, we see what the Red Skull is thinking, and then we see uh, the new Avengers, uh, the rogue uh, wake for him. And then uh, finally we end with seeing what's happening with Bucky. And it's all it's a little disjointed, but it's just like, here's what's happening here, and here's what's happening here, and here's what's happening here. And as I went through it, I, I was I was getting more and more into it. At first, with the, the Sharon Carter stuff, I was just, I was like, yeah, I get it. Because that's like the one part that, like, I don't know, I feel like I don't need that part of it, that she shot him. I feel like there's... Isn't a, that the crux of it? I mean, isn't that the isn't I don't, that it? I don't think, I mean, maybe it is, but, like, to me, there's enough tension in the fact that Captain America's dead... And right, it, but look at the tragedy of that. Like they've always been, they've been the together, love of her, and, the love of yeah, the life, love of yeah. their life, and then she 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 fucking killed them. Obviously, there's something to it. For me personally, that's the part that interests me the least. For for whatever reason, because she's you're got in that, trouble like, there. Yeah, you're you're gonna be the he, the story for the rest of the thing. heaps of trouble. <laughs> well, I mean, like there's the ten, just there's, drop it now. There's the tension of who's going to end up taking over Captain. Somebody's going to do that. Brubaker. Do you think been, someone will? I don't. Th- I don't know. Brubaker's been dropping hints about it. There's a his, there's a history of that happening when when Cap, you know, quits or gets fired or does whatever. Gonna be somebody, somebody takes it up. That'd be, who, that would who's be gonna up. be Red Skull. <laughs> nice. Um. Anyway, so you get to the final scene, and it's Bucky in a bar, and, and you know, there's some people talking shit, and I really got the sense that some of that was, was uh, Brubaker writing what, what sort of fans were reacting to. Like, somebody's like, cover up, he's not going to be dead. The whole thing was staged, like, you know, and, and Bucky just sort of uh, gets in a bar fight, and it's, it's uh, he's got, like, an inner monologue going on, and... Uh, it's just it's just a lot of fun and like I don't quite know what's going to happen, which I think is is one of my favorite things about it. Um, just like, like, you know, you can watch a lot of TV shows and you can be like, this is probably going to happen and this is probably going to happen. But if you watch like The Shield, those cops, you never know what they're going to do. Like you right. don't quite know what decisions they're going to make, and that's how I feel about Bucky. He's yeah, such he's a, a, he's a complete wild card. He's a definition of wild card. Yeah, and and I I love that because everything is so predictable all over the place, and at the end he's. This is going to be the, the spoiler part. At the end, he looks like he's going to make some kind of big choice. And you think he's going to say, I'm going to take over for Cap. And he goes, no, nah, I'm going to kill Tony Stark. <laughs> he just, I was like, wow, that's bold. You know, and, and he's, the, he's the quote-unquote hero of the book at this point, you know, in a way, I guess. He's well, there, there's probably three leads now, I think. He's probably, I mean, I don't know. Again, we, we can't pr- predict it, but it seems like it's going to follow Falcon and Sharon and, and Bucky. Yeah, yep. which I'm totally okay with. Um, a, a, anyway, I mean, I, I just I just really dug it, and I want to know what happens next, and I can't predict what's going to happen. And then there's no, oh, we know this is going to happen, and this is going to happen. Just, that's, it's not that way. Um, the in, in full disclosure time, the, I, I couldn't quite figure out who did what in this book, uh, because it seems like Steve Epting has been sharing art duty with uh, M- Mike Perkins, I think, Mike, Mark Perkins. There's no, it doesn't say in the book. I had to look it up, and I found sort of different um, information. But basically, uh, it looks like they're sharing different sections, and uh, it's almost hard to tell them apart, but some of this art was really weak. I too, before I let Ron uh, give his opinion on this, um, I had two problems with this book. I really liked it. My One problem was the art, like Josh says. It was really inconsistent. Um, at times, it was really not good. And, and from a book where you've pretty much had Steve Epting and or Michael Lark doing the art for the whole run, and it's been a really high quality. It was pretty jarring to see pages where I didn't like the art at all, and I was just like, "Oh." I didn't even I like. It was it was weird to me. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know it was a split artist because again, there was no credits. But um, it's much more makes more sense now. Now to understand why a lot of the art was bad. Yeah, I mean, but um, when you get to like just the Bucky part at the end, that was that was classic, really good epting. Oh, totally, totally. You see, you see, now that's really interesting though, because because I'm with you, Connor. I didn't know that there are two artists, and that makes a lot more sense. And one of the things I recently read, um, the Winter Soldier two volume trade paperbacks, and that's where Epting and Lark were on shared art duties, but like Lark was doing flashbacks while right. Epting was doing the present. And that's a great way to integrate using two artists. I think that's a genius idea. That's a great way to get around the the you know taking longer to do books stuff like that. Put two artists on and have them split up the work. But without a device to carry that, and especially I think the with device that, here was the different chapters. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, but but not know, but not knowing that there are two artists on it, that kind of keeps. Well, the, I think you know, I yeah. think what it, the bigger problem was that was the second guy Perkins' style is so similar to Epting's. Yeah, if it had been similar, the different style would have it would probably have worked better. But it, but it's not as polished, so it just looks like. 
crappier. Right. Like I'm, yep. I, and I don't even know. I can't quite tell. But there is on the third page, just a frame of of Tony Stark. That's just the weirdest yeah. thing ever. The other problem I have with the book, which has nothing to do with the book itself, is is that uh, why did we have to wait three months for this? Well, that, that's that's one of the gist of my opinion. I mean, this, this that, that, I waited for. I waited for this, and the book and, was good. No, the book was good. It's just that the well, story, yeah, well, story wise, why did we have to wait? I mean, I know why Marvel would have out the Fallen Sun mini, but... But also, especially considering that the story's been done. I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, Josh, you said that some of the reaction would be, you know, like, the story's mm-hmm. been done since last summer. Like, the, it's been written, it's been and drawn, it's been sitting in the can. Yeah. And I don't, I, and what, my, my biggest thing going into it is that, like, you know, I kind of wasn't surprised that, that you picked it as the pick, mm-hmm. but, um... Because it was to me, it was like the money pick. It was the it was the, this was the most anticipated book of the week. It was the first mm-hmm. one I read, stuff like that. And at the end of it, I just had this bad taste in my mouth because not only was the art shitty, not only did I think the the I, I like the I like the narrative of the different kind of sections, but I I hated the way he was dancing around what Falcon said at the funeral. I mean, like I I mean I, that could be seen as clever, like he didn't print it or whatever. But like after six times, it's like oh enough, you know. Um, and then at the end of it, I was just like, I w- we waited for this. Like this should have come out fucking three weeks after Captain. Well, that's that's, that's, not, five. that's yeah. not Brubaker's fault. That's Marvel's call. Oh no, no, I'm, I'm not. Did I blame Brubaker? No, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm no, telling I'm, the listenership. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it wasn't a book delay. It was yeah. a, it was a, a publishing decision. Right, and it, and it, if you ask me, it was a bad, wrong decision. I absolutely they could, agree. They, they could have still done the Fall and Sun miniseries and have this coming out. It, you know, and then on top of that, and then this is where I get crazy, Marvel Universe guy. And if you're just reading Captain America, it doesn't matter. But like, I can't stand the inconsistency of you know. Sometimes Tony Stark's in the Nick Fury shield uniform. Sometimes mm-hmm. he's in a suit. Sometimes he's Iron Man. Like what? Like they have to figure out what is the look of the new status quo mm-hmm. because reading Avengers and reading all the other books, it's it's jarring me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know it was Tony Stark. Why can't he, yeah. he wear different clothes? He can, but it's the kind of thing where they're trying to put him in the Shield director persona, then have him wear the. You know, I think it's kind of weak to put him in the blue Nick Fury uniform type thing. You know, oh, like the Shield uniform. I think it makes sense yeah. that he's in the Shield uniform when he's in the Shield stuff, and then he goes out. Right, but then, but out. then, why is he only in the Shield uniform in this book? He hasn't been. He's been in other books. Yeah, but I couldn't mainly, remember if I'd yeah. seen him in that. Yeah, I mean, it just it just if things like that took me out of it, and I know that's my that's my issue. The other thing is like the, the scenes with with the new Avengers and stuff. This is like yeah. directly take crossing over with the Fallen Sun stuff. And it's just like we don't need to see yeah. this stuff twice now. Exactly. See, no, I didn't that, read like, any of that stuff, so that's yeah. maybe one of the re- things I didn't notice. And, and not only that, again, because – and now we're mixed into the whole Ronin mystery and stuff like that. you got Ronin standing there yeah. like a sore thumb when it's fucking Hawkeye. Yeah. You know, well, like this, he's, this he, is the problem he, with it, but it's a yeah. Marvel thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but well, that said, I love Arnim Zola. <laughs> and so I it knew all, it, I saw that cover yeah. and I was like, Ron's gonna be like, I love Artem Zola. I was like, Yee, excellent. He's got a face for his body. Whereas <laughs> I saw that and I was like, that's just the one thing in the book I don't need. Oh, I love it. I love Artem Zola. He's a great character. Great character. You know, so. it's it, all those things that you say. You know, they're they're, they're likely valid, but yeah. you know, I didn't notice any of those. Like, I, those weren't bugging me as I was reading yeah. it. The thing is, well, Captain America, ongoing now since, and it hasn't been very long, but you know. Connor got me those trades for the first thing because I zoomed through those four trades, caught up to get on issue, and every time one of these comes out, I'm just I'm I'm excited to be reading it. Yeah, that's and that cool. doesn't that's... happen to me with enough issues yeah. anymore. Yeah. And and yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, like I I mean, I, it was the first thing I read, mm-hmm. and, and and I totally agree with you about the Bucky part. The Bucky part kicked ass, and I think Bucky rules. And he he was beating people up with a pool cue with with a pool cue stick. So that's that's always good in my book. But um. <laughs> The um, but I, I just that the thing is, is that like I wasn't in the same way that you just love it and you were able to forget everything. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't forget everything, and I and I, I ended the book with a bad taste in my mouth. So you know, right. so you know, so it wouldn't have been my pick, but I totally understand why it was your pick. So. Yeah, yeah. So so depending I on what like kind of reader you on, I might not like you, but goddamn, damn I respect it. you. So in September we'll get issue twenty-seven, and then we'll move yeah, on. It's just fucking bullshit, Marvel. Seriously, it's not like, really. You know, it's not really September. Is it? I'm just kidding, though. Yeah, oh, Jesus. Just, <laughs> no, Ron was full on ranting. I was like, really? no, no, but no, but I mean, like this. I mean, this should there just shouldn't because basically they they took him out of the play. They they benched Cap for th- for the, this book for two three months. And the other and thing I, is, if, they if you ask me, that was the worst thing they could have done. They benched him for Fallen Sun, which didn't even come out in time to finish before this this issue came out. Exactly, exactly. They dropped the ball on this fucking Fallen Sun thing. And you know what this is? This is six weeks of that heroes between January and April. You know what well, I mean? Like, it absolutely I mean, makes sense that after the yeah. biggest comic book that they've had. Way bigger than than Spider Man unmasking, right. you know. Yeah. Yep, they, had, they thought would have been big. Yeah, I was in Midtown Comics that day. You know that 
there was movie crews and news crews and 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 people who movie don't crews. buy comics all over the place. That book sold out everywhere. Yeah, you should have had issue twenty six out two weeks later. Yeah, but you know, it's, you know, it's really interesting in in a, in a in a similar vein. And this is nothing to do with Captain America, but I, um, when I was at my store, they're having a it's their anniversary, so they're having a Memorial Day weekend, they're having a big sale. I actually got a stack of twenty five Uncanny and New Mutants back issues for eighty percent off the cover. So I got 25 copies for like three bucks. It was awesome. But um, it, they had all these long boxes with, with back issues for 80% at 90% off cover price and books from like last month to like 10 years ago, right? They're oh, just wow. clearing stock. There was one long box completely – no, actually multiple long boxes completely filled with Civil War number five, Civil War number six. Really? Civil War number four, like fucking like 30, 40 issues. And there you go, folks. That is Civil War is sold out. Yep. And you know what? And you know what? I dug into it a little deeper. Yeah. When you order a specific amount, you get that sketch variant that then sells on eBay for a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. They order the, the, order the retailer exclusives. Yeah, so what happened is, is that you've got two two long boxes full of fucking Civil War issues that nobody's going to read, that no one's going to buy because it just happened, even though it's 80% off, and they're probably going to throw them out or send them back to Diamond. Hmm. Screw it. Yeah, it's this industry screwed up when you think about it. So anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to downer. So, so um, wah, wah. I'm going to move on. <laughs> that's one of some lighter fans. Because that was that was a poison well I had no no idea about. Um, I really like Captain America. There it is. I stand by my pick. Damn it. Um, although I I almost picked the spirit. Yeah. Uh, did you guys read this one? Yeah. Of course. Um, what'd you think? S- spirit is a must read every month. Um, There's I I think... of... <laughs> <laughs> I laughed. I cried. It was better than cats. I th- it's funny because I, I start this and it, and it feels like it's still developing its visual style. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things is the color in this book every month just floors me. Yep. I really just love the way this looks. It's so vibrant and well produced, I guess. Like the paper and the colors and everything it's is just Dave so, Stewart so good. And this was sort of a little departure uh, from the normal kind of story where they took, you know, I don't know, it was just a weird story about some blue rock band guy. Yeah. Would that makes sense. Um, and and the spirit wasn't in it very much. And and what I noticed going through this was that I wanted more spirit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that was the it, downside to the book, I thought. Sort yeah, of. I but what it that. showed me was that I really liked the spirit. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's good. Like, like where he just – there was just a couple of things where, like, he made his little face, you know, and, like, he came in and he was kind of tough. And I think somebody needs to save up his pennies and get some of the old Will Eisner spirits and see, well, if, this see is, if it carries through. This is something that, that, that we were talking about that came up is that, like, I don't know what those books are like. They're like this. Do you know that? Yeah, I've read them. I've read some of them, the, the hardcovers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and and maybe uh, you know that's one thing that I, I think I would look forward to doing they, because I I imagine that they're very good because everybody's been saying that for such a long yeah. time. They're not. I mean, yeah. There's a reason why it's a revered character. And admittedly, the the the, the old spirits are not. You know, um, there, there's no time anachronisms, no cell phones, of course, because they're not being done now. And the little kind of little campy edge is it's there, but it's there because it's there seriously as opposed to being campy. You sure. know what I mean? Um, but, like, th- I mean, honestly, like, this is this is very, very close to the to the f- tone and feel of those old spirit books, uh, spirit stories. It's really interesting. I, I, go pick one up. Check it out, man. I mean, there's probably one in your local library. I don't even know where my library is. Um I can I tell you that my favorite thing about this book month in and month out is the title page. Yes, that was this a one good was one. this one was fan, you know, presented in high fidelity. That's I mean it was great. It was just I mean the title page the title page speaks to the story so well every time. Like Darwin, you know, good job Darwin Cook to pick up on that. He like, feels like just, he gets better every month, which is that's, yeah. I think that's what I'm I'm saying. You know, like as going through it, like I don't know how he's improving as an artist, but he is. You know, here here's something meta for you. You think he's gonna win an Eisner for this next year? Oh, my head exploded. <laughs> he should. He, he should. It's. I mean, honestly, I, like I, I'm. I'm dreading when he leaves. Like, there's no other book that I can issues. think of. Yeah. That is such an excellent combination of all that's good that has come before it and all that's good now. Yeah. It's respectful and it's quality. I mean, and, and it's one and done. I mean, like it's a good. It, this is people. This is what comics are about. This is a comic book. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just it's great. It's, and yeah. there's not. It's not flashy. Yep. It's just it's just quality, it, and it, it's funny because at a certain point it's hard to describe what's good about it, yeah, it that we is. haven't said. But um, yeah. I'm so glad I'm, I started reading this because I almost didn't. I'm so glad you read it too. Yes. Yay. So I'm indifferent. 
Um, so uh, I thought um, I was psyched to see the new Criminal within the, the next story arc. Criminal number six was my pick of the week. Yeah, it was nominated for two Eisner Awards, including Best New Series. And Best Art Direction. Um, yeah. um, I, so Criminal's in the same universe as Sleeper? Oh, you beat me to it! I've been dying. Since Wednesday, I've been dying to do that. I'm like, oh, Sleeper. What's that guy's name? I don't know. I couldn't Sleeper. think of it either. Sleeper yeah. guy. Sleeper guy, yeah. He's bulked but, up a little bit. Yeah, he's looking good. He's a little slimmer. Holden oh. Carver. Holden, yeah, Holden. that's what it was. Yeah. Apparently, he doesn't have his power anymore. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, Maybe Brubaker just figured that since nobody fucking read Sleeper, <laughs> he might as well. Well, just if you do like this again. character, go back and read Sleeper because he's great in it. <laughs> no, no, it's just what, what we're joking about. The main character in in this first issue of the next story arc of Criminal called Loveless, number six, uh, Lawless. I'm sorry, Lawless is uh, the main character is Tracy Lawless, I believe. Yes. Is that his name? Yeah, and he, the, the Sean Phillips's drawing of him looks very much like the main character from Sleeper. Which was uh, written by Ed Brubaker and drawn by Sean right. Phillips. Right, the project they worked on before this together. Mm-hmm. So, um, But that said, it was still good. Um, I, it was funny because I had, I had the funny thought because I remember when you know hearing Brubaker talk on different podcasts and talking to him directly and, and reading this book. I remember – and I remember the three of us talking about it saying, oh, it's great how this is you know, going to be all stories about criminals in like the same world and they'll go to that same bar and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, that's just a great idea. And I kind of stopped them like, that's, that's what they did in Sin City and that's what they – like it's, it's not a new idea, right. but for some reason it feels new to me. And I think that's because it's being done well. He does really great setup. Like this is this – is, yeah. at the end of this issue, you're like, oh, what's going to happen? Like you know, it's yeah. – it's, he brings all the pieces in. He brings all the all the elements in together, and then he and then he gets, then he mixes them up. But this is the part of the story where all the all the players are lined up and the situations lined up. And he does he does he does the down and dirty, morally gray criminal mind really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and, and really gets sense got, to this guy for just this one issue. And this just got right into it as opposed yeah. to the last one, which got a little was a little slower to start. Remember? So. You know when you watch a movie or, or something, and there's like an ambiguity in the beginning and you'll be invariably with somebody else and that person will turn to you and go, what's that? And you want to go, just just wait. It's going to pay off. Yep. Like this kind of book is one of those books where in the beginning, if you're a little bit confused, I, I'm t- I totally go with it because you know that he's going to pull it around and whatever happens, you, you'll, you'll start to understand the stuff in such a, such a neat sort of package. And I, I really just... Like, you know, in the beginning, he's chasing this guy, and you sort of get that vague feeling of, did I miss something? You know, and, and it just so neatly comes around, and, and it didn't, didn't feel, you know, cliched or, or, or gimmicky at all. Yeah. Um, it's just great. It's really I, good. It really is. I, it's, it's rendered <laughs> me speechless. Apparently, it's it doing very well. <laughs> awesome. It's doing that. much, much it. better than expected. So at this point, it's going to be, you know, as long as they can keep that up, it'll be published indefinitely. Well, it's. I mean, if, if people aren't buying this comic, then I don't understand. You know, so I'm glad it's doing well because this is one of the highest level. I mean, I, this might it might be the best thing he's writing. And 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 I would be surprised because it's a labor of love. Yeah. So we've talked about this before. With you can see his passion into this one. Yeah, this one. totally. So. Um, so speaking of a book of passion, um, on the same kind of tip, um, uh, we didn't talk about when the first issue came out, but the second issue of Madman came out this week. Um, I think I'm the, was I the only one who picked it up, or yes, yeah. Um, Image Image Comics is publishing it. For those of, for those of you who don't know what it is, Mike, it's Mike Allred's creator-owned character. Um, and I swear you've probably seen him sometime in the past ten years. He's the guy. He's all white with the red Shazam lightning bolts, but that's an explanation point. Like got a little dot at the end of it. Um, Those T-shirts were all the rage in the early nineties. Yeah, yep. they're uh, yeah they were they're great. Um, but um, so this is the second issue. They're kind of relaunching the series, and the first and, and the first issue and this issue is kind of like a jumping on point. Um, so if you're ever curious about the character, I strongly recommend you picking up the go get the first issue and get pick up the second issue. That said, I don't know what the fuck's going on in it, but it <laughs> looks it looks really pretty. It's kind of postmodern. I'll go there. I'll say that it's postmodern. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know, like like the neat. He does neat little things. Like the first page, they said previously in Madman, and they printed thumbnails of every page from the last issue on the first page, <laughs> with, 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 without any dialogue, just the just the thumbnail of the art, 
which is like uh, it cracked me up. I'm like, oh, that's great, you know. Like, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, and um, and the art's really good. Basically, what's happening is that Madman. It's kind of like similar in the way that Animal Man, you know, kind of had that moment of realizing who he is and what how he how he plays in the universe, that sort of thing. Madman's having the same kind of epiphany, realizing that you know what his power is and where he belongs to the universe and how the universe is created around him and that sort of thing. And he's trying to regain control to kind of get get his life back. And I assume once this this finishes, then we'll start you know with his life as is. Can, but, um, can, if you're a Madman, can you really regain control? Ah, uh, who knows? That's the question. So, <laughs> is um, this a miniseries or is it a lo- uh, ongoing? I believe it's an ongoing. I mean, like it's a, it, um, from what everything I've read, he's had image for a while, and they're they're giving it a go. You know, so um, so yeah, so it's really good. I would recommend it. Like I said, I don't know what the hell's going on in it, but I know it's good. So it's like one of those where I'm like, I know this is gonna pay off, so I'll keep buying it. So that's me. That's just me. How long does it get you? to pay off? Um, we'll find out. It's issue two, so I'll, I'll check back in with me at issue five. I'll let you he'll know how he'll give it a good thirteen, fourteen issues. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no sketches. And that's that's what we call the first pass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so that was that was my week. I mean, you pretty much these these three books summed up my week, so or four books summed up my week. Speaking of second passes. Yeah. Um I Irredeemable Ant-Man number 8 uh this week by uh by uh Kirkman and uh guest artist Corey Walker. Oh, nice. Um you read the first one, the first part of this, I think. Yeah, was that the Miss Marvel story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was your, your issue I borrowed that I bagged and bored, and then you threw the bag and board at me. That's right. Because <laughs> sure. I don't have none was, of that stuff. That was being nice. Um, it just This is a book that just keeps getting better. And I think that the next issue, issue nine, uh, is going to be the return of Hester and Parks to the regular regular team. I guess, I'm guess i guessing that Walker came in just to give him a, a breather. Um, it, it just keeps getting better, and I'm enjoying it more each month. Um, and and I really I think people should should give it a shot again if you kind of liked it but weren't sure what was going on. Uh, it's a totally different tone than and anything else that that, uh, that Kirkman's doing. Um, and you, it's another one of those things like I just don't quite know what's going to happen. But I think that he at some point decided to just go ahead and make uh, Eric O'Grady, who's this Ant Man, you know, just just reprehensible at every every turn. It just keeps doing horrible things, and it's kind of fun to watch. And and one of the fun things that was really fun about this issue is that uh, he's 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 telling this he told this girl that he's a superhero, so he has to act like one. And then a, a fight breaks out down the road, and it's it's She-Hulk fighting Hyde, and he has to go fight with them, but he doesn't know what to do, and so he he gets them out of the way, and then fakes it, and he gets away, and tells her that that oh yeah, I totally took him out, but he didn't. So what's the joy of reading the the irreprehensible character then? Um, is it just humor? Is it just funny? Or it's a little bit of funny. The Black Fox showed up in this, who's like the old. You love him. He's really funny. Yeah. Like he's ridiculous, and and like he he's he had some jewels stolen by Ant Man, and so he goes to steal them back, and then they form a partnership. But he's just so silly. He's got like the handlebar mustache, and I don't know. Like the thing is, you, you've got to wonder if he's gonna he's going to trip and screw up on one of these occasions and it's going to come back at him and it keeps not happening and he keeps getting lucky and I don't know it's 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 almost like watching a train wreck I guess a little bit um I don't know kind of like my life <laughs> but I, I oh, really I, I really dig the book and I think that uh if I think people walked off of it too early cuz I think that when yeah, it I came think, out I think a lot of them did a lot I mean I know I did I think yeah, that when so. it came out, there was so much stuff going on with all the Marvel Civil War and 52 and all the stuff that it was just like, I can't it, take another book that I'm not loving right now. It got lost in the shuffle a bit. Yeah, I think it came out at a bad time. I also think a lot of people have tr- trouble reading about a character they don't like. Perhaps. I mean, it's a, probably a valid criticism. No, I, no, I absolutely think so. But um, I, I can see that, but it, it's fun, and, and I like okay. it. So that's, cool. that's my plea. And uh, the only other one thing I wanted to mention is really quickly uh, is that uh, Hellblazer two two thirty two thirty two uh, Andy Diggle still on art duty. This is like this is a great time for Hellblazer. I mean writer the writer yeah. Um, Holy shit! It's up to two hundred and thirty two issues. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I know nothing about that book. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I have been buying it for eighty issues. Wow! So that that's no small thing. So you're a little late to the party. I am, but that was that was Johnny uh, come lately. That was many yeah. years ago. This yeah. is this is one of the only books that I've been reading almost since I started reading comics again without any break. I love your collection. It's just a series of like four issues here, five issues there. <laughs> yeah. I love the fact that you think that matters to anybody. <laughs> it doesn't. Yes, it like does. it, no, it does. It doesn't bother me in the least that you would flip through something and I'd be missing something in the middle of a run. Yeah. It doesn't affect me in the least, and that drives you crazy. 
No, it doesn't drive me crazy. I just think it's stupid. It was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, this is a really good jumping on point if you've ever been curious about it. He's been writing a couple of these, and it just it just has a really uh, pure voice. It's very good for the. It's very precise to what I would think of as the character, and, and it looks like a whole bunch of stuff is going to go on from here. So if you've ever been curious about it, this is a good time. Uh, How do you know what the character's like? You're a noob. Yeah. <laughs> I've been reading it for eight years. Eight years? <laughs> Eighty issues. Ten, ten issues come out a year? No. Not twelve? All right, maybe seven years, but the point being, yeah. a long time. Noob. <laughs> come back to me when you read 232 of them. Yeah, Actually, what happened in issue number 131? I've got a couple of trades, though, so that puts me over the top. Fine, whatever. Nah. I know, I've heard it's good. Uh, I've, heard it's, I've heard it's research. I know, we're busting chops, we're busting balls. Yeah, no, it's, I, mean, I think it's great that it's a 232. That's a testament to the title. Oh, and, and, and it's, it's, it's good now. Like, it's, it's, I'm really enjoying it, so it's, it's, very, it's very good. Do you drop it when it gets bad, or do you, do you plow through? Never have. I've thought about it a couple of times. Ah, the last... so this one's your Uncanny X-Men. The yeah, last story we found arc. it. His we kryptonite. We found it. Eighty-two. <laughs> His weakness. You know, oh. in that whole in that seven years, there's only been four writers. It's been yeah, it's Brian consistency. For a really oh, long time. consistency. Mike oh. Carey for a really long time, and then Denise Mina was on it for just a little while, and that was really kind of rough. Oh, do you mean a, a consistent ongoing with the same talent layering a long threaded story? Mm-hmm. Oh, serialized story storytelling. Yeah. Come, Amazing. comes out every month. Amazing. Like clockwork? Like clockwork on the dime. <laughs> yay. All right, cool. Well, yay for 232 of Hellblazer. <laughs> Bully. Bully for Hellblazer. Bully. Man, this is this is a light week. <laughs> it's hot. It was, it's hot. It's oh. fucking, the summer is here. It's so funny because you can tell. People listen to you going, what's wrong with it? Oh, it's hot. <laughs> That's what's it, wrong with it? It's 95 degrees in my room. It's a hot box. <laughs> All right, it's only 80 degrees, but it feels like it's 95 degrees. <laughs> so, real quickly, we just want to mention one other thing. Um, uh, Trey Paperback came out this week called The Homeless Channel uh, by Matt Sillity, uh, uh published by Planet A- AIT Planet Lar. Um, I didn't get a chance to read it yet, but... Um, I did, you, I did, you, I did. You, you, oh, you picked it up? Okay, cool. Well, we're going to talk about it in a later podcast, um, but we just wanted to highlight and tell everybody, if you didn't pick it up, go check it out. It's a great book. Um, I've read the first couple pages of it, so that's how I know it's good. I've read the whole thing, though. But um, uh, super, super good. Matt's a great guy, and it's a nice indie book that's a little off. You know, it's it's not superhero-y. It's more real- reality-based. It's people, talking heads, that sort of thing, but it's good. So check it. And if you're going to be in San Francisco next week, there's a launch party at Isotope next Friday night, June 1st. So there you go. I may or may not, I may or may not, not be at. So. Well, then. You're a jet-setting globetrotter. <laughs> It is. It depends if my flight's delayed. So, <laughs> anyway, so yay, good week, light week. Ooh, I haven't bought DVDs in forever. Why? Why haven't you bought? Why? Well, I used to buy DVDs all the time. It was a drain. Yeah. It was like, hey, it's Tuesday. Can you believe this is unpracticed? How practiced does this sound? Um, <laughs> but then I got the Netflix. <laughs> and literally, I don't have time to to buy DVDs because I've got the damn things coming to me all the time, and I don't have to feel no. guilty about not watching the extras because I sent them right back. You're on the Netflix too. I'm on. We're all on the Netflix. We. Oh my God! Because you know you can link up friends. We should do that so we could see. We should totally do that so we could see what movies we're watching. We did that. I know. I was. I was going with the, the bit. I don't understand. Oh, it all crashes down. <laughs> it all came down. Well, anyway, Netflix has got free shipping and no late fees <laughs> and fast delivery. I get things the next day. And it's amazing. We're telling you this because if you uh, if you were thinking about getting the Netflix, it would very much help us out if you could sign up uh, through the site www.netflix.com slash ifanboy and you well, get yourself help us. it helps them because they get a two week trial yeah and for free for two weeks free and it starts as low as four ninety nine. you're stupid to not use the Netflix <laughs> or you're outside the US then we're sorry um, so go to www.netflix.com slash ifanboy don't forget the www this is a special letters edition by the way uh, email edition Ooh. Okay, so our f- our first one comes from Rob from Leicester. 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 It's L-E-I-C-E-S-T-E-R. That's Leicester. Leicester. Uh, the UK. Um, hey, I fanboys. He wanted to get our opinion on something. He was reading a copy of The Metro, a newspaper which appears to have a comic book fan on staff. Every now and then there's a pro-comics piece that never comes off as condescending. However, an article about DC reaching out to new readers with writers like Jody Picoult. Who's the, who the fuck's Jody Picoult? Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. She's a novelist. Oh, that chick, yeah. I've seen a series of responses sent in that make me bang my head against the wall. <laughs> Seems a lot of people think that as long as comics are so degrading to women, they will never break the mass market. At first I was pissed. Then I kind of came around. 
I spent ten minutes reading the Century Fight a Naked Chick, a silver naked chick with silver boobs. That's not necessary. Neither are the endless and vacuous vacuous pinups of Power Girl and her power cleavage. Some things I see in comics today seem to solve the sole purpose of providing the artist and reader with his own handmade porn. I feel like there's a handful of artists who are really dragging the industry down, providing evidence of the misconception that comics are no more than geek-whacking material. Can comics ever really change that perception while this is going on? Will it ever stop? Does it really have the impact on the industry that I feel it does, or am I just being paranoid? Thanks. The thing about the the handmade porn is it takes much longer to get than this machine-made porn. (laughs) But you get a higher quality. It's more, it's more expensive, though, yeah, right? Yeah, it's more expensive, but it's more, there's more love yeah. in, in, involved in the making of it. Yeah, yeah. Huh. This is yeah. a very timely question. Topical, very topical. Yes. Yeah, it is. And then we're not touching it with a 10-foot pole. No. Well, my whole thing is that, like, why are you just looking at the women? Have you looked at some of the men? Yeah, you know what? I, 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 I make that argument, and it's a true one, but at the same time, the men are fully clothed. There's all sorts of different comics available, and for somebody to say that comics are... You know, like sexist. You know, TV is sexist, but not all of it. Some of it. You know, like there's 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 no shortage of progressive, forward-thinking comics that have no sexism in them whatsoever. You know, what's really interesting though is that again, at the same time, I mean, and you're right. That's a very good point. And and what what's also interesting is that you talk about Power Girl. We talk about the you know the 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 Ultron with silver boobs. But like, as far as I can tell, there are normal-looking people. In, you know what I mean? Like it's well, just those extremes are what or what jump out at us. Yeah, you know? but the same, I mean at the same time, like yeah, the 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 male bodies are idealized just like the women's bodies, but then there's no male ass shots, you know. Right. There's no you don't get the, you don't get male you know genitalia yes. hanging out everywhere like the, with the women, and that's that's you where said the, it ni- you said it nicer than I was. Yeah, about and to. that's where the that's where the sexism comes in. It's not it's, right. yeah, everyone's idealized, but it's the way they're portrayed is the difference. Yeah, you know because um, almost I all pick- the artists are women, are men, and that's that's but and almost the all the is audience is men. Yeah. All right, but the thing is also is that like I know I know we dinged it when it was announced, but I picked up the Plain Janes from the Minx line at DC, um, and I haven't I haven't cracked it open yet. But that's a seems to be a positive portrayal of girls in comics. It's not superhero-y, but you know, but still, it's it's you know, it, it could be a, a step in the right direction of comics that aren't sexist, that are kind of equal and next that sort of thing. Admittedly, they're segmented and target marketed at women, but still. Well, his other question, girls. his other question is, is, is this? There's, there's clearly, right, there's clearly a perception of this. I mean, yes. I don't think anyone can argue that there's not a perception. Is this, is, is the impact on the industry real? Is it going to stop it from ever, ever expanding? I, no, I don't think so. I think honestly, I think Diamond will do it before boobs. I think I think the direct market, I think the the economics of the industry are what's holding it back, not the not the sexism. I think that there's a whole lot of factors that cause comics to stay in a rut, and this is it's both a factor and an effect. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a good, that's a very good point. You know, the, very, very there's all point. sorts of reasons. The direct market being one of them. The old boys network of people who produce mainstream comics and buy mainstream comics. You know, you know, and then there's the question of we're the problem, aren't we? So sometimes, yeah. I mean, like, like, you know, don't, you know, if you don't, if you don't agree with stuff, don't buy it. But like, then there's the very subjective line between sexy and sexist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's totally. It's a totally. And and you know, at what point is it not okay to be uh, titillating? Hold it together, Ron. Um, I kept it straight. Nice work. Um, you know, at what point is it is it is titillation gone too far <laughs> into? <laughs> that was a letter perfect Homer giggle. <laughs> Um, you know, at what point has it gone too far, and at what point is it's you know, and that line is so different for everybody, yeah. and it's hard. But the thing is, one thing that it does do, I think, is that it it tends to reinforce the idea, just like we have we've had this problem with Wizard or you know whatever, it reinforces the idea that comic readers are of a certain type, yeah. and that therefore other people don't belong in it. Right. Now there's a, you know this. You know, there's all lot, lots of other companies, Top Shelf, and and you know even Oni, Oni and Vertigo. Oni's very positive and in terms of that portrayal. They have a lot of girls. They've stuff just got very normal, diverse yeah. creators and diverse kinds yeah. of stories, and I, yeah. you know, that's the key to this. Yep. You know, but fighting that, with quality. But that's also the, a part of the perception problem, which is that comics equal superheroes. Yeah. Right. But exactly. And that's the mass media perception: is that comic books yeah. equal superheroes? Yeah. So, so uh, Rob, to answer your last question, are you being par- paranoid? Yes, you are. No, I'm joking because he's not being fair. All right, it's, it's a it's a subject ripe for discussion. Yes, well, and that we'll, discussion is happening. <laughs> Josh from Kentucky, which is not international. Is there a Josh every week now, Hunter? <laughs> Apparently, there is Hunter. Shut up. 
he writes in and says, in an issue of Wizard, the one where they're interviewing Bendis and Bagley about hitting the 100-issue milestone, Bendis said, you don't see Peter Parker grow out of high school. To this day, I say, WTF! <laughs> you read the letters! The ultimate line is what drew me into comics. How can this be? How many teenage angst stories can they possibly tell without getting old? I mean, eventually they'll, we'll introduce all the classic Spidey villains in the ultimate form, but then what? So can you guys confirm this? Has Bendis changed his mind? Is it really his choice? If so, can we submit a vote of no confidence in his ability to continue with the good stories in Ultimate Spider-Man? Josh from Kentucky, I don't agree with you. What is this, the Intergalactic Senate? Yes. We're doing a no vote confidence. for no confidence oh. in Bendis, and he, oh. and he sits down all dejected. <laughs> wow, I made an episode run, one reference. What is going on tonight? The heat is getting to me. The learned gentleman from Kentucky stands at the no confidence vote. <laughs> Jaja Binks supports him. Oh. I say that he has done a bad job. Um, I, 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 you know what? You know what's a fun job? You know what's a fun game to do, Josh? Take all of your um, Ultimate Spider-Man issues. And try to do a timeline. <laughs> Seriously, try to figure out, like, in, in real time, as if, like, count how many days go by, stuff like that. In 110 issues, I, I think, like, maybe, like, four months have gone by, maybe, right? I don't care. Well, no, I, <laughs> no, and okay. I, no, I mean, no, but very... he, does, he does, no, and, and the thing is, I, go, I, I mean, the thing is, as someone who's continuity like this, who, like, jokes about, That's you know, the like, the, yeah, the, I mean, it, it really yeah, I mean, the, like, I'm someone who does yeah. care. Yeah, I mean, like, the thing is, is that, like, for years, we've joked about the uh, 616 universe, the, the barometer being rogue. You know, because we knew that Rogue was 21 at a certain point. So given that, then you could do the math in either direction and figure out how old everybody is based off Rogue. Um, and the thing is, like, to some people, they do care about that. I mean, like, the, the, if you see the, the biggest topic of about Spider-Man in the traditional Marvel universe is he, ne- he never should have gotten married. He never should have gotten older. Da-da, they took away the whole part of it and stuff like that. So what Josh from Kentucky is saying that he wants to see the character develop and get older and You should and read the old issue to yeah. Spider-Man then. Yeah, then exactly. Read the, yeah. Read, read the Marvel universe spider Oh, you almost said the real video. one. Well, it's true. The Here's the thing, though. Ron makes the point that only a few months have passed. In the, it's just like the TV show Lost. Only like yeah. three months have passed, even though the show's been on for... You know what it's like? It's like fucking Astonishing X-Men. Only like two days have passed. That's true. It's another good point. Brilliant. Uh, still, the, yeah. the reason that I say I don't care is because I understand that it will never be reconciled with anything that makes sense. Well, the thing is, is that the thing is that as soon as as soon as Ben to say, you know, we're gonna age Spider-Man. He's gonna go through high school, then he's gonna go to co- he's gonna go to New York State University, and then you know, like some you know anonymous college, and then blah blah blah. Then Empire Tom State from T- Tom from Kentucky is gonna write in saying, why is he? Why are they aging him? Why are they moving the story forward? Like no one's ever gonna be happy. Well, the point. I, I mean, mean, everyone's the not whole point be, of Ultimate you know? Spider-Man was so that he didn't do that. Yeah. yeah. So, so like the question is, how many stories are there like that? As many Millions. as will support the book. Yeah, exactly. Because when it starts if, to suck, they'll know. And the thing is that your no confidence vote is your dollar, so just stop buying it. Yeah. But, but it's good, but so not you'll there miss yet, out. So don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're all good. We're all fine here. How all are right. you? So, <laughs> boring conversation, anyway. So our next email <laughs> comes from Aaron S., who um, says we says you guys often speak of the glut of crappy comics that existed in the whole speculator market downturn in, in the late '80s and early '90s. In late '80s, had a question mark. Surely there had to be a few shining gems in there. What out of that era is still is still worth seeking out? And for that, I'm going to leave the conversation. <laughs> Why would you leave the conversation? I what wasn't reading comics then. Oh, I see. <laughs> Noob. And so Noob. if I were to speak on it, I would be lying. All right, Connor, do Here's you want to take a The problem with this question is I haven't read any of those comics since that time. Oh, I, I've, I read through my so, entire collection yearly. Yeah, you don't. Um, <laughs> All thirty fucking long boxes. So I, I can't. My, we don't I can't, see him from June till October. Leave me alone! I'm at the I'm on the eyes. He's reading again. Um, I can tell you. I mean, because well, I mean, I can tell you what I remember as being good. I couldn't tell you if it's good now, though. You know what I mean? I, I could, I could take a stab at sure, it. Go ahead. I think honestly, I think the first twelve issues of Spawn were worth. Yeah, reading. they were good. Yep. Um, I think the. Um, I think the the Max was a great title that was during that speculator thing and didn't really get caught up in it. Never had a, a fancy you know, variant kind of cover or stuff like that. That sort of thing. Um, you know, the beginning of the, the no, whole the whole image beginning was pr- was pretty okay. Oh yeah, no, First, I mean like, it was year I mean, of it, image. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that Youngblood didn't actually suck at the beginning. No, it didn't. Youngblood Strike File was an awesome book. I mean, I gotta. You know, the thing is, say, say what you will about Liefeld. What image did and actually. Um, I'm going to channel Augie here, but um, Tomorrow's Publishing has a history of uh, a history of, the, of Image Comics, um, like an oral history kind of thing, written by George Corey, who's a great writer who does all those kind of like he did those um, those artists spotlight magazine issue, you know issues. What are they called? I forget what they're called. 
but um, you see them. They're kind of like they're they're they're, they're kind of like periodicals, black and white inside. But um, he interviewed Modern everybody. Modern Master series, that's what it is. Yeah. But he interviewed um, all the people from from Image and talked about it. And like when it came on the scene, like they improved, the, like all the paper stock we have now and the coloring and the printing, that was all because of Image. Mm-hmm. So they were they were putting out good books. Uh, whether or not the quality that we hold it up to now is the same, but hey, keep in mind that like right in 1993, 94, Alan Moore was writing Wildcats, and Travis Charest was drawing it. It was br- it was money. It was awful. It was awesome. Not yeah. awful. It was awesome. <laughs> that <laughs> well, to me sounds like it was near the words. end of the speculator boom. It was mid. It was mid nineties. Well, just like before maybe 90, the speculator ninety four ninety five. Just before the speculator boom, late eighties. When yeah. I was reading back then, I remembered like specifically Marvel comics being really good. The Avengers, the West Coast Avengers, Captain America, Iron Man. I remember all of yeah. those things. Hey, even even I mean, even Uncanny was great at that time. That was right when Jim Lee came on the scene, and it was at the you know it was towards the end of the Claremont era. But but admittedly, the the speculator boom launch of X Force and X Men that was an exciting time. And those books, like I I don't regret buying those books and enjoying them. The original, the original, original. Good, though. Well, I think they were. I th- honestly, I think they were. I think X Men number one, uh, you know, adjectiveless X Men number one, is a rebooting book, and it it it, it was really good. It's a beautiful book. There was a golden movie. age period of Batman comics back then too. That was when Alan Grant was writing. Oh yeah, uh, they, had, they did a lot of experimental stuff. Norm Brayfogle, Norm Brayfogle was the, on Detective, and then yeah. Jim Aparo on on Batman. But they did a lot of experimental yeah. like horror stories, and that was like a yeah. that was a golden time for Batman comics before the. Um, before the dark time. Before the dark, and then Greg Rucka and Rebecca came on later. <laughs> you did it again. I know it's amazing. I gotta watch it tonight now. Okay, so um, there was good so, stuff yeah, at that time. Yeah, there was some good stuff. But go check out Spawn. I can't believe I just recommended Spawn. 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 Adam from right. Washington, England. What? Yeah, I was confused by that too. <laughs> uh, he says, "What happened in the recent podcast? You've been depressed over the total number of shows you've produced. You've grown sick of repeating the intro." Ron was so outraged at Ultimus, he ranted bollocks over and over. Reading comics is fun, even the headache of JLA. Don't let producing two shows in a, a week ruin the love at iFanboy. Just go, uh, still a good listen, just go easy in the angst. It's like Uncanny X-Men from the late 1980s. Uncanny X-Men was not angsty in the late 80s. Um, bollocks! <laughs> have bollocks. Have we ever been depressed over the number of shows we've done? I think it's oh. awesome. I'm, I'm proud of the number of shows we've done. I think it's rad. Yeah. That whole sick of being the intro thing, that's a whole, that's an act. Yeah, we love doing the intro. And actually, I mean, and, and honestly, with the whole intro thing, I think it's really, really cool that people have taken their time to call in or produce an intro for us, and we really like that. And that's a way to involve, like, we like involving you all in the show. It's not that we're sick of doing it. We kind of joke about it because I can do it in my sleep. But, um, you know, but as far as, you know, bollocks, if, some, you know, if, if Ultimates 13 comes out nine months and it's got an eight-page gatefold cover, I'm going to say bollocks. Doesn't mean that I'm not having fun. I'm having a it's great time. It's fun to we, say bollocks. We have a yeah, lot of bollocks. fun uh, ranting on comics that make us angry. You have no idea what it's like not during the show. We'll talk and we'll want, I mean, and, and this is a podcast cliche, but it's like, we'll talk about the comics. We'll say, no, 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 save it for the show, save it for the show. Like, this is like the highlight of my week, mm-hmm. folks, yeah. which I don't know if that's a sad commentary on my week. <laughs> um, you, you, well, you're doing nothing but reading through your past comics over and over and over again. I, I know. I'm on the L's. <laughs> you're fast. I know. I know. Very fast. You know what's this funny? Issue is, new, is, this issue of New Warriors was awesome. When he's talking about ranting, it just very specifically, I, I was, I was, looking through something and, and I realized that while Civil War uh, made us angry God wasn't that fun it was a blast wasn't it how much fun was it to be angry at Civil War it was fun yeah. it was not fun to be angry at Captain America number 26 no. tonight I wasn't though anyway. Ron it's was my pick of the week <laughs> anyway um, and I still don't think Uncanny in the late 80s was um, angsty but I will get to it when I'm done with the ends wow. listen so, we're not angry no. we're happy to do the shows yeah we live in the Northeast deal with it <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, if you want to check out any of the books we just talked about, or you want to check out books from the late '80s like Uncanny X-Men, you could go to um, a, a site that sells comics. <laughs> but if you want a toy, or if you want some sort of statue, you better go to youbynow.com because youbynow.com is your place on the web for action figures, collectibles, and prop replicas and all that stuff. They got the DC Direct stuff, Marvel Legends, Star Wars stuff. It's rad. But they don't have comics. Wow. They don't have comics, so don't expect the fu- the funny books. See, here's the thing: so, I got the script right. I know, and I fucked it up. <laughs> uh, so, um, so Are you trying to get y- me in trouble? Go to youbynow.com. Y-O-U-B-U-Y-N-O-W.com. I'm in the mood for some yeah, toys. Yeah. I haven't had any in a while. I'm gonna check out, see what they got going okay. on. Yeah, I want to bust. 
I got my eyes on a couple of busts, actually, to be honest with you. I think I'm going to make a bust purchase soon. I had a joke, but I'm letting it go. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so all right, let's move on to the voicemails. Our first voicemail um, is, is, is... I suck at these fucking transitions again. God, play the voicemail. <laughs> Hi, fanboy. This is Ben from St. Louis. I had a quick question for you. I just had a friend that had a baby, and I wanted to get him a gift, and I was wondering if you guys knew of any comics that would be great for a new dad. Uh, so if you could answer this for me, that'd be great. Keep up the great work. Thanks. What I was going to say was, this is a very good question. <laughs> and it's a very good question, because I don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> I've never thought about comics for new dads. Are there any comments of comics about parenting? I, I was thinking you should get him some of those ones with the big boobs. <laughs> Get some of the old Penthouse comics from the 90s? Eros comics. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Because he's not going to be getting any. Fantastic Uh, Four? That's awful. Yeah, Fantastic Four. That's a family book. Oh, look at you. Um, What's a family book? You know what? They should – they're talking about dropping a ball. There should be a series about Luke Cage and Jessica Jones and the baby, and it should be completely domestic. (laughs) It should be like no supervillains or anything like that. It's just like, Luke, did you remember to buy milk? It's like, damn it, woman, I was in Japan. (laughs) And he he keeps breaking bottles because he tightens them too much. (laughs) Damn it. Why do they make these so flimsy? And then Jessica breaks down and cries. And then then the baby – And then he does it in the the butt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. You see, there's precedent for that. It, that's not random. Go read Alias. There's precedent. I know, but it was it was really not where we were at the moment. We were in one room, and you were in a, in, a, in another wing of the home altogether. With with dim lighting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Ben, congratulations to your friend. Fantastic Four. There you go. All right. Uh, <laughs> that was the shittiest answer we've ever given. We told him about a hypothetical book, and then we're like, ah, I don't know, this is dad and that. <laughs> Somebody else transition now. Uh, we got the next voicemail is a question about typeface. Hey, this is Sean from Dallas. Um, I'm reading through uh, volume three of The Walking Dead right now. This question is totally irrelevant to that. But um, what's behind the bolding of words in comic books? Like, um, yeah, all right. Sometimes I gotta wonder where I am in life, where I get a question about fonts, and I'm actually interested. Yeah, I was just gonna say, can I tell you how psyched I was when we got this voice? I know, and, I was, and I'm like, well, you you well, have a specific answer, so why don't you? Well, my first answer was go pick up Understanding Comics by Scott McCloud. I don't know if he specifically talks about fonts, but I hope he does. Um, <laughs> so, but if so he, read it in the store but, first. But regardless, if he doesn't, you should read because if you have any questions about why do we do things the way they do them in comics and why things are done, understanding comics is like the Bible and it's great. It's I mean, even for somebody who's been reading comics for their whole life, go read it. It's really cool. I think it, that said, I think it used to be done like it was like just one of you know the attention getting ways. But like it, I I've seen it since then. I, like if I you know I don't want to be like this, but if I have, when I try to write a comic script, uh, which has never been published, so it doesn't matter. But like, it's just a really good way to emphasize how somebody talks. Because if you've got a line of text, it doesn't really say how you're pronouncing something. And as you know, like there can be such a difference in you know saying it's right over here, or you know depending it's on right which word over yeah. here. Right. Yeah. It's 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 a way to help your inner mile, mon, inner dialogue while you're reading. And it. for the writer to give a little more guidance over how the characters are saying things and what they're acting like, because it can express more emotion than just straight text. Yeah. He doesn't have a ton of tools, really. That's one of the challenges of making comics. Yeah. So interesting. Good question, Sean. Thank you. This next voicemail right. I saw coming a mile away. This is Daryl, and I got my cloak back on and my trench coat, and I'm stalking again, coming out of retirement. Because I can't understand the hate for Spider-Man 3. I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was better than Spider-Man 2. I thought it was much more interesting. Characters were better. Doc Ock was a bore in 2. It's just, I mean, it, it in a sudden change from a, a loving scientist to a, a villain that would hurt an old lady that quickly and then turn back good again. I thought 3 was just a much better movie. Just didn't understand the hate. Later. It's, he was in... He, re, he retired? I didn't know he was... He said he's coming out of retirement. I was shocked. It's like being home again. I know. It's so good. Daryl, it's good to hear from you. And it's, I was you've got all your ver, verve and fervor back. My favorite moment was when he almost got hit by a car again. <laughs> I love that. Not that I wanted to get hit by a car, but you know. So, um, so 
Yeah, what are you going to do? I don't think he was talking to us. No, in general, I think. The Spider-Man 3 hate. I don't know how much hate I hate, you're talking I about. Like it. I hated it. Yeah, but it's yeah. the most successful financial movie of, like, ever. So what? Right. How is that a barometer? So, but that, 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 yeah, that's not a barometer for quality. It doesn't matter. It just means obviously people didn't hate it. No, you don't know that. Connor paid money to go see it yeah. and walked out hating it. You got to pay money to to go to make the decision. You don't get to that amount of of of. of hey, did money you see the without... second or third week drop off? Yeah, I was just gonna say, did you see the drop off? I think a shitload of people went to the movies that haven't gone to the movies for a long time to see this. Yeah, totally. I don't think I don't think I, I don't think people went three or four times that first weekend. Maybe I think it was just a lot of people went. They were like, did you see the the? No one else went to any other movie that yeah, weekend. Yeah, it was it was dead. All right. So well, either way, I mean, like for the most part, I think people had fun that they didn't think it was great. Well, I think I think everybody's allowed to think what they think of it. And Daryl liked it. Connor didn't. Yay! Boo! <laughs> All right. So our next our next voicemail comes from the identity of the person who did the intro last week. Yeah, hey, fanboy. This is Ron from Fraser, Michigan, also known as the unknown from last week, the guest announcer. Uh, this is really just a question for Ron. Uh, what is the proper etiquette for reading your comics at the gym? I tried it. It gets weird looks. I mean, I like multitasking and everything, but it's kind of hard. You know, do a sit-up, read a word balloon. I don't get it. All right, bye. So, Ron, as someone who does read their comics at the gym, what is he doing wrong? Well, Hunter and Ron, um, when you're at the gym reading comics... um, well, what I do is I'm not doing sit-ups, I'm not doing weights or anything like that. I've figured out I can only read comics while on the elliptical. Do you use the hand thing? Yes, I do. Really? And what happens? Yeah, what happens is because the hand thing also gives you a little bit of arm workout going. No, I mean so, I can't read yeah. when I use the hand thing. Oh no, I use the hand thing. What I do is is I get one of those I get one of those um, plastic things. I don't know if your gym has, but my gym has like these little plastic kind of like S shaped pieces of plastic for like books and magazines and stuff that you put all over the machine. And then I get going and I pick out a comic, I open it up, and I go and I read the two pages, and then I take one hand off the elliptical and turn the page and do it and turn the page. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to keep my body away from the comic because I don't want to get sweat on the comic because I have to bag and board it and save it because it's going to be worth something. So, um, <laughs> so, so the trick is is that really I've got a window of about maybe 25 minutes before I get to be a sweaty mess and I can't read them anymore. Um, How many can you I've, read that time? I'm a fa- you know I'm a fast reader so I can I can get through maybe like like six or so Jesus. in that time yeah so um, and that's not to say I went, uh, whenever I go to the gym and read comics at the gym I'm going to get I'm I'm going to get the point like the story I go back and I read them again and kind of closer and look at the art and, and drink it in it's funny <laughs> so I would never read comics in the gym and, and and basically for the same reasons as speculation except I'm not doing any of that. We are full of inconsistencies I would and contradictions. Ruin the comics if I read them at the gym. Yeah, no, wow. I actually I'm I keep so them, I keep confused. I keep them fairly pristine. So, um, so Ron, stay away from the setups. So, our next, so, so there you go, Ron. If you have any specific questions, you can email me at ron at ifanboy.com. We, we'll talk because your name's Ron. Um, our next <laughs> that voicemail offers comes, open to anyone who has the name of Ron. He will respond to everything. <laughs> our next voicemail comes from somebody who likes the Netflix. Hi, iFanboy. This is Luke Hopkins from Denver. I just got, um, got Network from Netflix, your sponsor, and... Um, it really reminded me a lot of the nightly news. Um, the nightly news is a really good book. Um, I noticed you guys haven't talked about it yet, so I was wondering uh, what you guys thought about it. Also, I uh, love the podcast, and uh, I love Netflix and all of your great sponsors. Bye. Well then, um, I think I'm. Did anybody else read uh, nightly news? Or He's me. I, I didn't touch it with a ten foot pole. I, I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna get it in trades because everyone's talking. I about avoided it. it, and then uh, because Connor, you didn't like the beginning of it, and and but since yeah. then, I, I I've been very much intrigued because I I, I do want to read it when the I comes I did not like it. I I thought it, I just didn't like it enough to keep buying. I didn't think it was bad. My, you dropped it, right? Yeah, well, I read the first issue. My problem is that Luke is correct. It is very much like Network. Network did it a lot better. Nice. You know, so it's like I don't need to be told again. The media is stupid and it's so, corporate and it's. And is network is the? I want you to go to your so window, Connor, open are, it. Are you in fact mad as hell? And, Maybe <laughs> and you weren't going to take it anymore. I wasn't going to take it anymore, and I didn't pay the three ninety nine or whatever it costs for the next issue. I'm sorry, Ron ruined my joke earlier, so I had to take I'm that sorry. from him there. That's fine. He didn't ruin it. I was just, no, I wasn't going to take it. I was asking about you it. Just beat all, me so. to it. <laughs> so if you uh, have a question, want to call us? You can call one eight 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 fanboys. That's one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven. Put network on the Netflix, by the way. It's awesome. Yeah, it's a great Netflix. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So we're done. A, so we got, a lot, uh, we got a lot. We got a lot of things to talk about. All right. So let's talk about uh, the forum thing first. 
Josh? Uh, there is, thanks to several um, users on the forum, notably Paper, um, or Poll. Uh, Paul? I don't know how to say that. Anyway, uh, he started a thread um, to hook up writers with artists who want to work on things. And this isn't, you know, they're not trying to put a graphic novel together. They're putting short things together, three, four-page, five-page stories. Um, so they're, they're, you know, not surprisingly in need of some more artists. There's hey, a couple a of people on there, and they're working their little patooties off. Um, <laughs> I think it's just Lindsay. I think she's drawing with two hands. Well, no, you've got Fred's doing some stuff with photos. Oh, that's right. That's right. Fred's doing uh, um, photos. And there's a couple of other people. But if you're listening to this and you don't, um, you don't go to the forums, uh, shame on you. No, you should go and check that out if that sounds like something you might be interested in. If either if you're an artist or, uh, or you're looking for a collaborator or if, even if you're also a writer, you should still make an appearance and check out what's going on because you may find somebody you, you mesh well with. Uh, or if you're an artist or writer who doesn't need anybody to help you with but you want to go, there's probably people who need advice and help and stuff like that. And it's just a really good learning creative place. Um, and that's a sticky at the top of the Rev3 forum that you can get to through iFanboy.com, so you should go there. Yeah, just click forums up in the top nav. So Awesome. It's very cool. A very cool thing. We're really there. glad that that kind of thing is happening on the yeah. forum. Yeah. So, um, so Connor, what else is going on in iFanboy.com this week? Uh, well, if you listened to the show last week, you heard the whole Black Panther debacle. Where back when he... the show was funny. <laughs> back when... <laughs> well, that is where Black Panther comes in and is the worst house guest in the world. Well, also on the forum, some people ran with that idea and they did produce some art and some there was a uh, some there was a comic strip and um, so we're having another contest because we still have some scenic games, some Marvel scenic games. So we're gonna. Um, Give out to the winner the Marvel Cena game. The contest is to portray the Black Panther, the worst house guest in in the world. You can do that in any form. It doesn't have to be art. It can be just writing. It can be uh, comic strip. It can be drawing. It can be anything you want. As long you as you could it, write a song, you could, do, you could even send in a little audio play if you wanted to. <laughs> um, but uh, we're gonna have a contest, and um, there are no dates on here, so I don't know when the date. I think are. the the deadline is May thirtieth. Is that correct? Josh, yes. next Wednesday? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, this, this show's going to be out on Sunday, so the Thursday uh, yep. is, is the... The 31st, yes. I'm sorry, it's the 31st. 31st. So the deadline is the deadline is May 31st at 5 p.m. And then we will Eastern announce Standard the winner. Time. We will announce yes. the winner on the show um, that comes out next on June Sunday. 3rd, which will be uh, episode number 83. Yes, so send your submissions to contact at ifanboy.com. Uh, and and the make subject line is to say T'Challa Contest. Yes. Yeah. So we can and that's T apostrophe C H A L A L L A in case you're a DC fan. And yeah, so. so so you know whatever you can think of, you know we've we've already gotten a lot of emails. So there's a thread yeah. about this on ifanboy.com, and there's also um, there's some examples of some people that have already submitted stuff because we started the contest announcement already. Um, yeah. So check it out; it'll be fun. Cool. Um, and if you're listening to this show before May 31st and you live in the New York City area, um, you might be aware of the fact that Strangers in Paradise is ending. Um, the last issue comes out in two weeks, I think. Um, the comic book Legal Defense Fund is um, throwing a party for Terry Moore, to, uh, kind of like a series wrap party, and it's going to be in New York City. It's um, also a benefit for this series. It is a benefit. It's uh, 20 bucks to get in, and that gets you into the party. There's going to be a lot of professionals at this party, by the way. I've got, I've got a sneak peek of the guest list, and there's going to be a lot of cool people there. Um, and you also get something for, for your 20 bucks. I think you get a limited edition print. Signed. Um, signed, yes. And if you want to pay a little more, I think for 100 bucks you could sign up to be a VIP, um, and that's you get into the party earlier. You get to hang with Terry, hang with the other pros, and you get more swag. Um, and it, that's a limited seating. They might even be sold out by now. I hope they're not. It all it's goes to a good cause. It all goes to a good cause. So go to strangersinparadise.com or go to cbldf.com or go to Google, type in comic book legal defense fund, and you can find it. Or it might be cbldf.org. I forget. But go to strangersinparadise.com. All the info's there. Um, and we might be there in case you want to In case you want to buy us a drink. So. <laughs> Um, uh, furthermore, uh, finally, <laughs> later this month, uh, we wanted to let people know who are going to be going to the Heroes Con, that we will definitely be there. Charlotte, here we come. Uh, June 15th to 17th in Charlotte, North Carolina, the, the Heroes Con uh, is taking place. You, you can go to the their website uh so just google heroes con or we'll have a we'll have a link up eventually yeah we'll put up a post about it and 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 we'll you know ask you folks who's gonna what pros at the con you want us to talk to and that sort of yeah, thing. yeah if you're gonna um, be there we we, we've yeah. traditionally got a lot of e- emails from people in charlotte or the north carolina area so if you're gonna be there let us know we'd like to you know see, well, say hi Couple of things. If you live in the Charlotte area, going to the con, let us know. If you know of good barbecue places, let us know. Good call. Um, 
Also, Friday night, June 15th, um, we may or may not be recording the the podcast, and you may or may not be able to watch it. Um, We're still working out those details, but we don't know if anybody would want to see that. So if you want to see that, email us at contact.ifanboy.com, and we'll let you know the details. So That's right. Very good. Good times. One more thing. Bad by all. One more thing. This Wednesday, another video show. Woo! Yay! Yay. This is when we talk about teams. Yay. I don't know what that means, but you'll find out next Wednesday. Teamwork makes Wednesday, the difference. 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, go to ifanboy.com or go to revision3.com slash ifanboy. So. All right. And um, if you have any emails or if you want to email us, you can, you can shoot us our questions at contact at ifanboy.com or you can call the voicemail line at one eight 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 fanboys That's 326-2697. Yeah. So you can go to ifanboy.com and you can post there on the Pick of the Week thread to talk about the other books of the week that we didn't talk about or you can join in all the other discussion. You can also go to the forums, which are linked at the top of ifanboy.com, and there's a whole wide variety of things happening there. Um, it's a mad house. <laughs> um, we need friends. <laughs> Badly. If you would like to be a friend, please, please come and be our friend uh, through any of our various spacings. Uh, there's myspace.com slash ifanboy or comicspace.com slash ifanboy, facebook.com that you have to search for, and then that would be iFanboy, or verb, V-I-R-B dot com slash iFanboy. Uh, basically, it, it soothes our wounded egos to see that we have lots of people who went through the trouble of looking for us and hitting the little friend button. And finally, um, if you want to go to podcast.alley.com or iTunes or some of the other podcasting places online and leave a comment or a rating or, or a vote for us or dig.com or in the podcasting section, please do. We love to get your feedback uh, via comments and that sort of thing. And um, tell your friends about the show. That's the best way to get the word out. Um, we are trying to you know, spread the iFanboy word across the, the, the world, so um, make sure you tell at least five people this week about the show. And then have like them tell five people and have them tell five yeah. people. And then give, then email us because we have a relative who needs to get in the country, but we need five thousand dollars. So and for if you that could, five thousand, you will yeah. be richly rewarded. Oh, the spam joke's always funny. Oh. Anyway, um, fi- finally, um, because we need five thousand dollars to get our relatives into the country, if you go to ifanboy.com/donations, <laughs> that's what we're using it for. Um, no, I'm kidding. There is no rel- ifanboy relative. All of our families. We're all America, orphans. We're yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which is why we need the money. <laughs> So um, if you want to go to ifanboy.com slash donations, some folks have donated this week. They're very generous. We thank you. Um, you know who you are, and we really appreciate it. And um, there's a lot of good stuff coming your way this summer from us, um, and we hope that you will enjoy and reap the benefits of it. We're literally already tired. Yes, the- and it's not not even summer yet, and it's hot. Here's the question for the people. Do they want uh, the more – all right, it's hot, and you can make – it's the first big heat wave of the summer, and we've all lost our minds. Clearly. Yes. So uh, is it worse to have a heat show or is it worse to go on hiatus for three months? You decide. Because we're thinking about a summer hiatus. You know we, might go on a re- we might go on a reprint. Re- re- <laughs> oh, my God. Reruns. I said reprints. We're going to go on fucking reprints. That's awesome. We're going we're gonna to be publishing X-Men number 90 from 1967. <laughs> we'll just take them back to episode number 15. And they'll be like, wow, the show really is good now. Because it wasn't then. So let us know if you can deal with our heat-induced madness. I feel like this show is like the picture from Back to the Future. And we're fading. we're fading out. Like, are you wearing a Mickey Mouse? T-shirt? I in fact, no, I'm the man. Are you wearing a class a class of '86 shirt? Yeah, that's, shirt? that's how yeah. I feel right now. <laughs> With really high shorts, <laughs> like the brother. That was yep. Jimmy Olsen. It was Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, I like that actor. What happened to him? He does Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, he does. He does do commercials. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. I'm Ron. I'm Connor. And I'm Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore!